Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm Rocket Super Lamera, David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support me. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Because we talk about wrestling and I like it. Support Russell Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm afraid it's just a teeny tiny morsel today because there's so much. There's so much today. There's so much tomorrow. There's so much Sunday and Monday, and there has been Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this week also already. I'm Ollie Davis. It's all good, though, because it's wrestling, and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hi. How's it going? That's not Y'all. the agreed intro. Uh, Chopper the morning. How's it going? Yeah, chop it down. Um, that's not. That's just a. That's just a saying. That's not part of the intro. That's just when you lose the audience and you need them yeah, to, need to, to do come something. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Chop so then I just go down. chop it down, and they go, "Hey, he said it. He said the thing." <laughs> and then they're back on my side. Yeah. Hi. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. It's good. been a busy day. It's it been has. a weird day because yeah. we've literally just seen Frozen too. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, you you shared with you know we've got these moderators who mm-hmm. help us out on the live streams. They're the best people in the world. Yes, and you said to them, "Sorry guys, mega busy day. Mm-hmm. Me and Ollie have got to go and see Frozen <laughs> Two now." And it just made us look like we don't take anything seriously. <laughs> that is true. Yes, I did say that. In fairness, I said, and I'll show you the exact message. Uh, blah, 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 blah. today has been a day. Ollie and I are about to go on a little date and watch Frozen 2 now, uh, so we can review it on Screen Stalker later, but we're going later than anticipated, so the stream is starting a little later. So that, so it was all, it was part of it, but yeah, I did package it like, oh yeah, we're going to go watch Frozen 2. We were an hour have, delayed, have which considering all the stuff we had to do was quite remarkable. Quite good, well, yeah. Well done us. But the, the thing that's had, we just had to, Cut. We're just going to do an intro here, an intro yeah. for about seven minutes or whatever it is, yes. and then into the main show. Yes. Uh, so no outro, but you'll get plenty of podcast happenings over the weekend. You've got Chopper and Dave mm-hmm. with SmackDown tomorrow. You've got, well, me and it'll be me, me and you, and you yep. doing NXT TakeOver mm-hmm. on Sunday. Then you've got Luke and Laurie doing Survivor Series on Monday, Ooh, yeah. And then you're straight weekend. back on with Raw on Tuesday. Mm. It doesn't stop. So much content. It just keeps on turning. I know. It's great. Um, I was going to see, actually, if I had any emails, um, but I don't know if I do. Um, because cool story, I think, bro. Do you just want to... think all of them are for the SmackDown one. So I don't think I can read also, it. It's just be you and Dave, is it? Well, it's about D&D. 
And it's about something that we specifically asked people to email in about for next week. Well, we could just talk about Frozen 2. We could totally just talk about Frozen 2. Go over to Screen Stalker, Screen Stalker's YouTube channel. You can watch mine and Pete's full thoughts. We haven't done that yet. No, we haven't. So I still, I just want to talk about just want to talk about Frozen. <laughs> it's going to be weird to have a, have a debate on if tribalism is ruining wrestling. <laughs> what seemed like a, a, a good idea at the start of the day, mm-hmm. something we both feel passionately about. Yep. Um, but now I've seen Frozen 2, I, I don't want to be serious. No, exactly. I just want to talk about Frozen. It's great. Oh. oh. So, Et cetera. where do you think that song on first impressions? There's yeah. one song, folks... Uh, there's many, but Into the Unknown. Yes. Uh, which is performed very well in the movie, but on the end credits, it's done by Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. Me and Chop Chops have been quite taken by it. <laughs> what do you think is better? Mm-hmm. Into the Unknown or Let It Go from Frozen 1? Into the Unknown. I was never a fan really? of it. Really? I was never a fan of Let It Go. Uh, in fairness, I probably hated it because it got so much popularity and I didn't get it because I didn't, I hadn't seen the film and I was like, this makes me want to watch the film less mm. because people are like, oh, it's the greatest song that's ever been written. And I'm like, well, it's not, is it? Just, just stop. Um, so it, pro- it probably made me resent it. And it's a very good song, but I think this is better. As great as Into the Unknown is, mm. uh, particularly, what, what started off as quite an annoying thing. It's like there's this spirit that's constantly talking to Elsa. Mm-hmm. And I found that a bit annoying at the start. But then when they start to bring it into the song, I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, smart. That's what they nice. Are. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but nothing, very few things in life can beat the second verse of Let It Go <laughs> when the violins start punching. <laughs> you know, the bit. That I is. Know, I know the exact great bit you're arranging. I'm going to play it. Oh we my go, god! We can't get demonetized on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so now you guys are going to listen to to Ollie just listen to a song. So just listen to me listening to this. Yep. That. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So you know we all know this bit. This is the opening to Let It Go. <laughs> Is this right. with director's commentary? This? this is this is the fantastic bridge bit. <laughs> really rousing. Mm-hmm. Not going to go into the full chorus yet. Oh, it does go, but it's in, it's the pared down chorus. Yeah. So you've just got like the yeah. piano twinkling. Uh huh. But and you get the tambourines huge, in the mm, background. You get the huge version of the chorus at the, on on the second mm-hmm. one. Yeah. All right, Adina Menzel. Well, I, I don't want to accidentally skip past the bit I, know, I yeah. really like. So we've had one verse, tr- bridge, chorus. The cold never bothered me anyway. Here it comes. <laughs> you guys, oh! you guys can't see it, but Ollie is miming playing the violin to this it's bit. Not to. <laughs> And so on. <laughs> and so on. I, I prefer Into the Unknown. Yeah, well. It's just me. I, I've, I've got to, you know, we just heard it for the first time. I've got to listen to it a lot more. Oh, yeah, totally. But, like I said, the violin intro on the second verse of Let It Go is untouchable. It's very good. <clears throat> Give it that. But anyway, uh, I think we've got to do a stream now. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go straight into the, the main show and then we won't be back at the end of it. No. So there's no outro, I'm afraid. But plenty of content for, for your ears this mm. weekend. Oh, sure. Uh, so yeah, let's get into the main show where we're going to be talking about uh, is A and AEW and NXT and suffering. Andy W. Uh, Randy Andy W. Uh, AEW and NXT, are they suffering from tribalism and is it ruining wrestling? Here's the show. Something I think we should we should address because I I think this is a vocal minority, mm-hmm. but and, but unfortunately that those are the ones I always hear, yes. <laughs> uh, and it's more more addressed at Wrestle Talk and me. Mm-hmm. I th- I would say most of these are addressed to me that I have an AEW bias. 
And what I think people are confusing the word bias with is preference. Yes. I, to get it out the way now, of all the wrestling shows that are on weekly at the moment, AEW Dynamite is my favourite. <laughs> Biased. I know. <laughs> When I was, when, like a couple of years ago, when I was saying it was Ring of Honor, mm. no one was going, Ring of Honor bias biased. over there. You bought out. <laughs> anyway, but that is not to say that I prefer one show that I do not also really, really, really love another show. I think NXT Take every NXT TakeOver has been better than any AEW pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, the, the worst NXT pay-per-view is still better than the best AEW one overall as an experience, I would say. Sure. I, that, you're going to regret that one. There's been a lot of takeovers, but... Oh, I, said, I should qualify. The last two years. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. The last two years yeah. of NXT takeovers. Okay, that's fair. Which really have just like... Me, me and Luke made a joke of it. It's like, well, everyone's a five out of five show. Yeah. We did we did a, a show earlier this year, which was the least best NXT takeover <laughs> yes, so far. Right, yeah, because we're like, well, it, it wasn't the best show I've ever seen. <laughs> it was still five out of five. Uh, <laughs> but, how are we going to title this? But that's not as good as the other five out of five exactly. we give in the other ones. So, I I just and, and there's a lot of people who are just and it's on the other side as well. AEW fans just want nothing to do with NXT. And, and they will automatically go, yeah, but there's no point watching that. They'll ruin them when they get to the main roster or it's just WWE's overproduced stuff. I'm, I've had my fill of WWE. Some of the stuff on NXT, the tag match from this week. Oh, it was an absolute clinic. Yeah. It was unbelievable, the match they had. It was genuinely one of the best TV matches I've seen in recent memory. It was that good. And me saying that I... I th- I thought the Nick Jackson Phoenix match was the best one this week. That is not me saying you are wrong, Pete. Yeah, that is me saying this was my favourite one. But you know, there's daylight between it and the revival match. Maybe we're both right, and it's a thing called subjectivity. And I guess what people are concerned about is that preference. My, my personal preference for AEW. Is 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 somehow influencing the channel, mm-hmm. and that we don't critique AEW to such an extent as we do WWE. I think if anyone actually watches the live streams and the full reviews that we do, we are more critical of AEW because we hold. I've been thinking about how best to word this. Mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown are sports entertainment. Yes, that is like 100%. going to watch not even a good blockbuster movie. Yeah. It's like going to watch a McG movie and you've just got to watch it like, ah, oh, that was a good explosion. I like that spot. That was fun. Um, and then all like occasionally you go, wow, that bit was really genuinely good. Mm. That's sports entertainment. So that's where our minds are at when we view that. When we watch New Japan, NXT, AEW, that's, res- that's a wrestling show. Those yeah. are wrestling shows to me. So I hold that on the same standards that I do Breaking Bad, The yeah. Sopranos, The Wire. They're genuinely good TV shows. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, well, I thought this shot was in the wrong place. I, I critiqued... Um, you, I, I can't remember what I critiqued on AEW recently, but I was just... I, I thought they did the things out of order. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, was it Dustin's return, maybe? Yes, yeah, sh- Dustin's return. It should have been with... Um, uh, should have been Pentagon Jr. <laughs> it should have been Pentagon. It was saying he should have returned against Hager, not Guevara. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Because it made a bit more sense that way. That doesn't mean it was bad. You just thought there was a way it could have been better. Exactly. And that, like, yeah. like thankfully, that's where we're at, where we've got all these... Ri- NXT, AEW, New Japan, they're all so good... Mm. But I'm like, ah, they didn't do this way, but hey, they did this way. It's not it's not the way I would have done it. And that's where the debate comes in. That's where we sort of dissect stuff. We're a review show which is inherently opinion based. Exactly. And yeah, so I, I've got I'm going in it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. You're you you prefer NXT. I do prefer NXT. And I don't know exactly why that is. It might be because I'm more used to the WWE style of production so i'm used to that kind of camera work and that familiarity resonates more with me or i'm more familiar with the wrestlers themselves mm-hmm. maybe they resonate more with me whatever it is i prefer nxt to aew aew for the few weeks that, that luke was away and i had to review them with you i thought they were amazing shows i really really love aew 
I just like NXT more. It's just a preference that I have. And they could put on the same show between the two things that I'd probably go, yeah, I'd probably prefer NXT just because that's my preference that I have. But AEW is a bloody spectacular show. Yeah. They put on some incredible matches week on week. They tell some great stories, great promos. But I could say exactly the same thing about NXT. It's it's almost as if they're two very good wrestling shows that mm. happen at exactly the same time. Mental. <laughs> Absolutely mental. I can't believe, genuinely, I cannot believe that we're in a state where we have these two incredible products at the same time. It It's bonkers to think, it, like, even 10 years ago, that would have been impossible to have. 10 years ago, we were in not the best place in WWE. John Cena, Randy Orton. Yeah. It was just that over and over again. Yeah. And to even think we could have had something like an NXT, let alone an NXT and an AEW, mm. which was legitimate competition for NXT. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's crazy how it's happened. And to steal a phrase from uh, the <coughs> uh, John Moxley Talk of Jericho po- podcast, it's serendipitous is what it is. It, it's so lucky that we've got this now. Everything falls into place at exactly the right time that we've got an amazing Wednesday night every single week. You can guarantee there's going to be some bloody amazing wrestling every single Wednesday. And that is incredible. We really shouldn't be taking that for granted. And we should appreciate what we've got. For example, like on a uh, the WrestleTalk News video, I think that went live yesterday, um, the first two comments, I, I, I left a comment saying, um, what do you think of the, whatever the question was? Can't remember. Uh, but obviously that's the, the show where we go over the main talking points from AEW and NXT from the night before. Uh, the first two responses to that, the first one was, AEW is awesome, NXT is trash. The one underneath that was, NXT is awesome, AEW is trash. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, there's blind loyalty Mm. to whatever show it is. And by all means, have your preference. Like we said, we have our preferences. You can like whatever show you want. That doesn't make the other one terrible. Yes. (laughs) That's that's all it it comes down to. Just don't have that blind loyalty to just be like, well, this one's great, therefore everything else sucks. I think that the other part of it is why this is so special Mm. is it's not just two two wrestling shows that again, I mean, that there was 1.8 million people watching on Wednesday night wrestling between AEW and NXT. That's fantastic. It's amazing. That's only good, and it's not re- like I get that they're they're not watching sports entertainment. I would argue a lot of WCW WWF near the end, the Attitude Era, that was definitely sports entertainment. 100%. Apart from the, the the cruiserweight stuff, you can't really go in there and say, man, the Attitude Era. What in ring wrestling? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, it's all storyline promos, and that's what that's what worked back then, and it's very very enjoyable to go back and watch. Although some of it is very dated, <laughs> but right now, like the, the the style that I have matured to like is a modern style of what was indie wrestling. I guess we can't call it that anymore because mm. the indie wrestling style is slowly worked its way into WWE through Seth Rollins doing three dives every match, and then. That like then some with with the AEW style and the NXT style, which is so different, so a lot more realistic, a lot more character and story based, makes a lot more sense. That's the style of wrestling that's now on the main stage. Yeah, and that so if you go back to tw- two thousand and eight, Ollie, as I said in today's news, and told him in the you know in the thick of all that John Cena just beating everyone and Randy Orton, they if you said oh. There'll be a WWE show going up against a TNA show mm. in the future, which did happen the next year. I'll be like, that's fantastic news. Yeah. And that did happen two years after with with the Monday Night Wars, <laughs> which actually got more people. You know, those TNA episodes were getting 1.5 million people yeah. watching. And, and Raw had about four, four and a half million at that point, probably more. So there's a lot more people watching it back then. But... That was that was Vince Russo Hulk Hogan era TNA. You know, it, it wasn't. I, I I was I was that blind blindly loyal fan. I was like, no, TNA is good, man. It's good, but, but this bit doesn't make sense. No, it's still no, good. It's good. It's good. WWE's rubbish. Yeah, but like, you, you got to grow out of that. And, and and it's now. It's not just that. It's it's actually really genuinely good wrestling shows that are being made right now. And that's that's such a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, that that isn't that. This isn't an argument, by the way, to say, oh well, if it's that good, just well, just enjoy it for what it is. Then, because then, I, I that's going too far the other way. Because 
it's still fun to critique stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, me saying last week that I don't think Scorpio Sky should have been the first guy to give Jericho a pinfall loss. Some people against that was like, you should just enjoy it for what it is. You should be grateful. And I see where you're coming from. But also, well, I can't give everything a free pass. Yeah. And I still do have opinions. So it's, it, there's, but there's, there's a, a space between those two viewpoints where we all need to settle. And yeah. I, I get that's not, that's not going to happen for everyone because certain people are just angry. And unfortunately, tribalism is more prevalent now than it ever has been in society. Well, that's unfair. No, like in, in the last few decades, I feel like it's, you know, it's really peaked and people have got a team over here. You know, there's been studies done mm. where they got people in a, in, a, in a like baseball arena and they said, all of you people, you're the red seat section. Mm-hmm. You're the blue seat section. No, no previous allegiance to who's playing. So your team blue, your team red. People got so blindly into it, being like, "No, team red!" I'm like, yeah. you literally just joined this five yeah. minutes ago. Totally. So it's it's like it's inherent within the human condition. But yeah, I think you can still. I, I think uh, uh, adding to your point about still being able to critique stuff. I think you should be able to enjoy what you enjoy in spite of the things that are wrong with it mm. and not because it's flawless. Just because something is objectively the best doesn't mean it has to be everyone's favorite. And if you think that AEW is objectively the best wrestling product, it doesn't have to be. And it's not necessarily objectively the best because that in itself is, yes. is subjective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'd say, like, for, for example... My favorite, one of my favorite films of all time is Kingsman, The Secret Service, right? It's a dumb movie. It makes no sense. The action is way overdone. Like, the storyline is really basic. I don't care. It's an amazing movie that I can just put on and have so much fun watching it. If people critique it, I'm going to be like, yeah, makes total sense. Don't care. I love it (laughs) because it's just my favorite thing. So I think you can still like what you like and still find flaws in it and still critique it totally. and still enjoy it at the same time. So if we're if it feels like we're being overly critical or nitpicky of something, we can still enjoy it. We're just critiquing it mm. because that's what we do on the channel. We review stuff and we critique it. So. Uh, I would like to dive into a few comments just to mm, see what people totally. think. Just because it's it's so that uh, this topic is. Mm. It's, it's so connected with the audience themselves. Sorry, one quick thing I did want to say. <coughs> and there was someone in a stream, I believe, yesterday or the day before that had to email me saying, I don't feel comfortable being in the streams, in the AEW and NXT streams, because if I put an opinion, people attack me for it. Mm. Um, which is one of the reasons we've got moderators to try and, you know, tether those people in. But also don't do that, because it's really not cool to crap on someone's opinion. Because they're opinions. Yeah, you, you, can, you can you can disagree, disagree with someone. Respectfully totally. disagree by all means. That's yeah. encouraged. That's you know it's wrestle talk. It exactly called wrestle debate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I mean a lot of it is is uh, see Grant Kerr. I think NXT tribalists would be more upset their show is being morphed into ECW 2008. I that's I don't think that's true at all. Nope. Uh, Davin Baxter Davis, you're damn right. It's ruining wrestling. So the idea that this, these portions of fans are, are, are sort of losing sight of the larger picture of this being good. I mean, so so I did a big bit on the rate that this is all stemmed really from the ratings mm-hmm. news where totally. NXT beat AEW for the first time mm-hmm. since this all started. Yeah, NXT! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been seven weeks. And I, 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 was, I had this awkward bit where the actual numbers, when you dive into them, tell a completely different story. It's yeah. a lot more complicated than that because AEW still beat NXT in seven of the eight looked-at demographics. And NXT, it was the Survivor Series go-home show. It had the prospect of main roster stars being on there. Becky Lynch arrived at the start of the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like all this stuff. And they they only beat AEW by 23,000 viewers in the end. I find that interesting just just from a like, oh, no, you won that one, you won that one. Kind of like how wrestlers winning matches or, or, or mm-hmm. I guess a more non-predetermined version of that. So, but because some people say, well, it's, it's contradictory that you say there's tribalism and then you talk about who won in the ratings. Again, that, I, I don't see, I, I don't think that argument holds. I just find it interesting mm. to see who's won. I don't have any preferences. To it. Like I said, I prefer my NXT. If NXT loses in the ratings, I'm not going to go like... Drat, 
beaten again by yeah. AEW. I'm just going, oh, cool. AEW won. That's nice. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I'm personally motivated by numbers. I'm really interested in stats and numbers and figures and being able to see them in a very basic thing where you just go, here are ratings. Look, numbers, objective yeah. numbers. And I'm like, cool, I'm in. So, I, yeah, it, it's, it's an easy thing for people to look at to show what their show is doing, if that makes sense. And, and it, it's, it's to see what is connecting with a, with the, a mainstream audience. Yeah. And there's some fascinating bits in there. I didn't cover it in the news. Uh, I think the Chris Jericho Scorpio Sky segment did the best out of any of the segments. Mm. Did a million plus. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that, that in, in a world where we don't really have ticket sales and stuff, you know, AW, I guess there's, you can kind of work out what the name draws are, but TV ratings are a big part of seeing who is over and who isn't. And I've been saying, I don't think Scorpio Sky is over to the extent that he's pushed at. But then he has the best segment this week. I'm like, huh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm out of step with that, on that particular opinion. Yeah. So, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. No. It just, it's just interesting numbers to, to lay out stuff. Anyway. Exactly. I don't really know what more I can say. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully everyone starts to, you know, look at wrestling as... Wrestling as a whole. Rather than picking mm. sides Should... in an arbitrary war. <coughs> Before we do the uh, f- uh, crap gimmicks, mm. should we actually do a few super the super chats. chats to see people's opinions? Sure, we can do that. So the Gazzatola of Rock and Roller says, I don't get this tribalism. I watch all three WWE shows and AEW and follow New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, and some indies. Love Riptide Pro. They're Brighton-based, I believe. Mm. Wrestling is wrestling. Wrestling is wrestling is a great motto. Zacon Icon Lindler. I do love me some false dichotomy, but go AEW. A- <laughs> <laughs> it's a great super chat. Thank Pe- you. Peter Mullins. Part of the issue is the meaning of tolerance has changed. It used to mean I have my opinion, you have yours. Agree to disagree. Now it's if you disagree, you're intolerant. It's how it is now. I think there's something to that. Uh it's hard to say because there's some things where if you di- disagree with someone's stance, then that is being intolerant. However, your opinion of a wrestling show is not one of those things. Mm. So I think there's there's different things that you can agree to disagree on. <coughs> wrestling shows, you can agree to disagree on. Uh, Flint Mech with a very generous uh, super chat. Thank you very much. Uh, I felt like the only person opposed to the hype for a return of the wars that people were only hungry for out of nostalgia because I knew this tribalism would happen. Competition improves the whole industry, but I don't want either side to lose. Yeah, and totally. and hopefully, I hope they don't. Yeah, I hope they both just continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm re- I'm personally really worried that WWE are going to go out of business. <laughs> Uh, Marco Dominguez, we should remember that if we want the wrestling fan base to grow, we need to enjoy watching it rather than looking miserably at war with each other. Exactly. And it's like what I was saying before. If someone doesn't want to come to... It's one person, but if they don't want to come to one of our streams because they don't feel comfortable with all this tribalism and warring going on, then that could spread to the wrestling industry as a whole. People could come in and be like, nah, Mm. I'm just going to not watch anymore. Don't really want to be part of this. Those wrestling fans are toxic. Exactly. Uh, just one more thing. Uh, the Me and Luke's, we, we were struggling to think of a title for yesterday's mm. AEW review. <laughs> and we were like, God, what do we talk about? Do we talk about Moxley and Allen or Jackson and Phoenix? Because th- they're both such great matches. Mm-hmm. What, and we couldn't figure out what to, what to how to say these two matches were great. Yep. So we went with AEW is really awesome. Yeah. We did not think about NXT once when we came up with that thumbnail. We put it live, and within five minutes, it had 40 thumbs down to, to whatever thumbs up. Yeah. We're like, we haven't even started the stream. Yeah. And there's nothing against NXT there. No. And it wasn't intended to be against NXT, because NXT was probably the better show on that night. Yep. But people are so, so, like looking for any kind of conflict regarding these these wars that they see that and they've just thumbs down it. Yeah. It really sucks. You can't like anything. So they'll be like, well, why don't you like this thing? Well, just let me like what I want to like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, yeah. Like what you want to like, but don't, don't do it to an extent where 
you make someone else feel bad. Exactly. I think that's that's the way to live. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Not. Do whatever. Do what you want to yourself. Just don't don't be nasty to other people. Correct. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Crap gimmicks. So, like all those uh, gimmicks in NXT, am I right? Hey, more like those uh, Dark Order. Got him. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, although the video package this week was yeah, pretty good, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, oh god, I don't know the intro for crap gimmicks. I'm going to try and replicate it. <clears throat> what the heckins is a crap gimmick? <laughs> it's where you guys send your crap gimmicks to us and we sign them to Crap Gimmick Wrestling with the the 90s style WWF gimmick of you are a wrestler and a blank. So you could be a wrestler and a, a hot dog vendor or a wrestler and a mechanic or mm. something. And then you guys send them to us and we read out and whatever the best, most crap one is, we'll sign to Crap Gimmick Wrestling to get its own like playing card from Lewis Tillett. Uh, Lewis Artman Tillett. Uh, oh, he, yeah, go and he, follow him on Instagram. Yeah, follow on Instagram and his Patreon and stuff like that because uh, he creates all the amazing artwork for crap gimmicks. So we've got some more to read out today. So, Ollie. Hit me up. I'm going to put crap gimmick wrestling links in the chat. You do that. So the first one is we've got uh, The Commitment, who's suggested <coughs> by Sarum Charania. Sorry if I butchered your name. <clears throat> There's a battle royal going on. A woman jumps over the barricade, grabs the mic, and proposes to her boyfriend in the crowd. The guy gets freaked out and doesn't know what to do, so he enters the ring to avoid her and starts wrestling. 
<laughs> Accidentally trips the wrestler inside who takes a bump over the rope and gets eliminated and now only has one man to beat to win the rumble But seeing that his girlfriend has stormed away He leaves the ring and the next entrant automatically wins the rumble his first feud is then with the wrestler that he tripped in the background, the commit man aspires to be like his dad. He really admires the level of commitment his father had been showing in a hide-and-seek game that started 17 years ago. He's still searching for his dad since that day. <laughs> the character. He picks up gimmicks of different wrestlers, tries to become their friends by finding common interests, then gives up on those gimmicks, which is the only way he ever starts a feud. Friends turn to enemies, same storyline every time. He has facial hair on one half of his face, and he shaves the other. He's always eating, um, a can't elope. Oh, God. <laughs> And although advertised every week, he doesn't show up for half of his matches, so the crowd always pops because every entrance of his is a surprise entrance. His finisher is a discus. I guess a discus clothesline, but just a discus. Mm -hmm. uh, signature, a single axe handle, uh, climbs to the mid-rope, uh, decides not to and does it from the ground instead. And the submission is all submissions, but he doesn't apply for any more than three seconds and changes to a new one. Uh, his catchphrase is, one, you've got commit man issues, and two, everyone is afraid of commit man. So what do you reckon, Ali? Is everything okay, Sarim? <laughs> this kind of sounds like a bit of therapy <laughs> in the form <laughs> of a bad wrestling character. Ooh, a little bit. What an interesting email. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Uh, hmm. I mean, the... I, I I found that very funny actually. Yeah. I like a lot of the stuff in there. Yeah. Uh You've I, got commit man issues is very good. Yes. And and the idea of a wrestler who's kind of fat I, I mean, I see him as a baby face because mm -hmm. he wants to do good, but oh no. He just can't commit to it. I can't commit. Yeah. And there's the the stuff with the girlfriend. Yeah. Uh I do think you, you sort of stray a lot from from what makes the character <laughs> great. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. Like, you, you probably take it too deep and it becomes a bit contrived. There, there's a good idea. There's a good concept. Yeah. It's been a bit muddled, I think. But but I do like it, and I, I have a natural affinity towards people as potentially neurotic as you. So, well, well done. <laughs> uh, our next one comes in from Jesse Anderson, and this uh, is, well, I guess I won't say it, but uh, we'll see. Tom Thomas Cat. We've got, hello, WrestleTalk team. I'm thrilled to have Crap Gimmicks back. Thomas Katz is a high-flying Mexican luchador hero who seems to believe he is feline. Uh, he wears a full-body grey suit with a white belly and white gloves and boots. Like his, his mask is matching colours and dons pointy ears, a pink nose, and white whisker stripes. In the ring, Cat is quick, agile, and high-flying. His favourite taunt is to pretend to kick kitty litter on his downed opponent. He utilises a sleeper hold he calls the catnap. Uh, he will tie his opponents into a tree of woe and rake their oh, stomach. Oh, that's good. That's he, that's really good. And he calls it the scratching post. His like finishing this. move his finishing move is a top rope double foot stomp because as everyone knows, Cat always lands on his feet. Meow. This devastating maneuver is called the Cat's Meow. Uh, when giving promos, Cat always talks like he's playing the Meow game from Super Troopers. I don't know what that is. Uh, he will sometimes lose focus mid-interview and start batting at the mic. That's he is good. often found drinking from a carton of milk. He can regularly be found backstage sleeping on top of tall equipment. <sighs> During a contract signing, he's likely to sh uh, slowly push the clipboard off the table without a word and start the brawl. When put into a tag team match, he may offer his partner a dead bird in friendship. <laughs> Thomas Cat is determined to be CGW champion because he is mesmerized by the shiny gold. Get this cat in your cradle by signing Thomas Cat right meow. Right, meow. It's pretty good. It's a good sign. It's pretty good. And we're gonna have this match. Yeah. Right, meow. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know if we need to read the next one, <laughs> just because this is one of the best is crap gimmick submissions I've ever heard. Really good. I, I love everything about it. Is it because it's a cat? That that's a huge part of it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love cats. Yeah. Um, and I think so does the internet. The internet also likes cats. And if crap gimmick wrestling exists on the internet, mm, then true. this is the ultimate baby face. It is, isn't it? And a tweener badass baby face as well. Because even <sighs> if Thomas Cat is with loads of other baby face wrestlers and they're doing upstanding things, Thomas Cat's got that. You know, he's just going to do that, isn't he? Because <laughs> he's, he's a cat. 
How dare you disrespect the Wrestle League trophy emoji trophy? He's going to cuff things. He's just going to occasionally just jump on people. Yeah. Like, yeah, the backstage brawls. Where is he? Where's Cat? Where's... And he's, you know, what are some... The, the heels walking around backstage. And he's just on top of something really tall. It's great. I love it. I love it. I yeah, think that's so it's fantastic. good. That's so good. Well done, Jesse Anderson. So, are we going to read the yes, next okay, one? we'll read the next one. Okay. So, this one comes in from Luke Jador, and his suggestion is Luke Jador. Right. So... Though this is quite narcissistic of me, my first ever CGW submission is, of course, myself. Luke Jador. <laughs> Luke Jador has a JBL-like body type, though he's only 16. Can we sign someone who's 16? I don't know. Don't know about the legality of working. Um, he's built from New Mexico, though he's quite clearly from the eastern coast of the United States. He wears a mask, the one I wear in real life, image attached. Oh, I don't know if we've got an image. We've not got an image. God damn it, Luke. Um... La 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 la. Along with a pair, a pair of tighty whities as his trunks and cheap hand-me-down shoes to go along with it. Basically, his character is what we all did as children. He mimics the uh, the moves he's seen on the telly and uses those in real life. He completely believes that he's a superstar, though he's heavily inexperienced and god awful at wrestling. Uh, he masquerades as a hundred percent legitimate luchador while sloppily attempting to pull off moves he can never seem to get right. He always seems to botch spots or make a fool of himself. Blindly courageous and foolish, however, he goes out to the ring in a fabulous, bedazzled, authentic Mexican lucha cape, which he uses in one of his two finishing maneuvers. His first finisher is the legitimate lucha lariat, which is similar to the clothesline from hell, except for the fact he always trips directly before impact and ends up punching his opponent directly in their no-no bits. No-no uh, bits. His second finisher is El Capa del... Tragedia, the cape of death, uh, in which Luke will go to the outside of the ring, tie his lucha cape around his neck, and charge headfirst at his opponent. Because of how long the cape is, however, he obviously ends up tripping on it, and he, de and he delivers an accidental chop block. Uh, during promos, he has his amigo de Mexico, friend from Mexico, on the phone to cut <laughs> promos in Spanish for him. Uh, but because Luke Chador doesn't know a lick of Spanish, his amigo will normally just ramble on about how Luke shouldn't be wrestling because he's so oblivious and half-witted. The commentators could possibly translate all this, uh, all without the knowledge of the legitimate Luchador himself. Uh, thank you for reading out my submission. This has been from the Luchafer himself, Lu uh, Luke Chador. It's, I think, uh... The problem with the crap gimmick wrestling concept sometimes is people think, I'm just going to submit a rubbish wrestler. Yeah. And we've had a lot of those. Well, what we, 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 we've got great wrestlers, but we need to give them crap, crap gimmicks. gimmicks. Yeah. So, so any, any characters are sort of based on, oh, but they're a rubbish wrestler. But they're a bad wrestler. I, I, tend, to, I tend to not like my vision of CG dub. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, going to be some of the best wrestling on the planet. Just with terrible gimmicks. Yeah, it's going to be the best wrestlers in the world. Kenny Omega. Yeah. You know. Dressed as Sands from Undertale. Baron Corbin. AEW the, did All it. the best wrestlers. Seth Rollins right at the top there. <laughs> uh, but they, they are hindered yes. by what I'm telling them to do. And Perfect. That is do these awful characters and limited movesets. Perfect. But they'll do it very well. I mean, I, I all good submissions, but Thomas Cat, Jesse Anderson. got to be. <laughs> your sign. Do we do the point? There's nothing to point at, but do we? Oh, what, do you do normally you? do the point? Now we do hand a shake. Just, just a handshake. Did you, you not see the last time we signed someone? And the last time we signed someone was with me and Luke, I think. Oh you really? Yeah. Who did you sign? I don't know. I can't remember. Really, My memory's bad. Really gets achy. After this is a, while. a long handshake. <sighs> we should probably do something ah, else. We should probably do something else on this stream. You reckon? No, no, no. It's I'm second winded. I'm yep. second winded. You're tapping out, mate. You just tap. That wasn't tap. It was it's a, it's like I'm, I'm making a body part go. Tap Is out. this now a submission game? <laughs> Could go for a while. <laughs> you can't do that face at me. Yes! No. no, you can't do that face at me with the hand movements you're making. I win. Okay. Oh. Let's do some mailbag questions. Uh, Patreon mailbag. If you go to our Patreon page and pledge at any dollar amount, you just got to leave a comment in the community section as a Patreon mailbag question, and they get read out on this show. So we've got one from Chris Gardner, who says, uh, given the facial injuries to Aaliyah and Mia Yim on NXT, can you see one of them, more likely Aaliyah because Mia is actually good, being given a dashing Cody Rhodes type gimmick as a bit of a dig at AEW? Just seems like the sort of petty thing they do. I think that not to that doesn't really fit Mia Yim's character, does it? No, to have yeah. that. So I, I, 
I I'll th- I fully expect the main roster to do that sort of stuff, but I think it would reflect very badly on NXT. Correct. Yeah, I, I don't think they would. Plus, Dash encoded Rhodes. He made it work so well. Mm. It was amazing. Uh, Jobber JJ comes in to say, Hello, Russell Talk. Lovely boys, especially Ollie. The hell? Uh, question that I would really like Ollie to answer if he's on the next Magazine Live Edition show. He is. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to the Brian and Vinny show where they review AEW and NXT. They were talking about... Scorpio pinning Chris Jericho. When Jericho won the title against Paige, one Scorpio uh, was in the shot where Jericho was saying, you don't get a title shot. Since week one, AEW has been getting over Scorpio, where he replaced Daniels in his shows and winning the tag team titles with a small package and now beating Jericho with a small package. My question is, why not give someone credibility and reward someone to pay, to pay off title match or big match to give the person more credibility and make them feel like a bigger star? Save future big matches down the line. Much love. Sorry for the long. Uh, yeah, so th- this is um, sorry for the long. Sorry for the long. This is because I, I I think Jericho's first pinfall loss should have come to someone else. I think it's because, uh, and I'm not against doing that with someone. Mm-hmm. I just don't. For me, Scorpio Sky isn't that guy. In your personal preference. in my personal opinion, yeah, I. So, so all that stuff. I, you know, he he won the titles with a small package. He beat Jericho with a small package. It's weirdly that they haven't really made him seem like a badass. But the, I mean, they have. But to a really good, like that that match where he replaced Daniels, mm. amazing. And like you, that was amazingly over. It worked really, really well for a tag team. For an for an an upper mid card tag team. Because yeah. then above them, you've got Lucha Bros, Young Bucks, pri- uh, p- Proud and Powerful. Proud, 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 proud. You know, <laughs> so I just, yeah. It's de- it's it's down to a matter of opinion now. Yeah. Uh, Alex Kirkman says, do you have any ideas for new stipulations in matches? Ooh. You, have you? Not not off the top of my head, God, no. I think every idea has been done for a stipulation. Yeah. Because... Most of the ones now are just going to be like a variation on something we already have mm. rather than anything that's, you know, brand new. Uh, like the Casino Battle Royal is a variation of a Battle Royal and or a Royal Rumble. <laughs> and it's not great. So, yeah, I can't really think of anything, you know, brand new. The last great stipulation was Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, absolutely. And the last great stipulation before them was Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. So, like, totally. a, a lot of the stipulations have already been done. I and most of those in the eighties, I guess, when it was stipulation of mania, mm. uh, TLC, I suppose as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, unfortunately, no, no, not really. I think no. Uh, mine is an Iron Man Mayhem match. Sorry, that was a continuation continuation from the other one. Oh, there's an extra space in here and I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. There's an extra message. An Iron Man Mayhem match. This is continuing from Alex Kirkman, new stipulation. Uh, an Iron Man an Iron Man match, which starts as a one-on-one match, then after the first fall, there's a one-minute rest period during which a randomizer picks the stipulation for the next fall. Could be submission, no DQ, last man standing, I quit, cage match, anything. Obviously, whoever has the most falls after an hour wins. So it's an Iron Man with loads of stipulations. Yeah. Yeah, that could I work. Can, I can dig I, it. I, I mean, just... they, they kind of sort well, they didn't do it for Gargano and Cole, but they did a two out of three falls match where each stipulation changed for each match. Again, it's a variation on something yeah. we've already got. Three so. stages of hell, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, a continuation from Alex, Kirk, uh, Alex Kirkman uh, said, also just watched Fighting With My Family, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, thought it was a bit crap, but in a good way. <laughs> and the way I wanted it to be, just wanted to know your thoughts. Haven't seen it yet. Still haven't seen it. No. Yeah, I know. No, yeah, so. I need to watch that. Uh, Jonathan Hedman, the headmaster Jonathan Hedman, says, Hello, Andy, Pete, Dave, Ollie, Luke, Laurie, SoCal, Simon, and all off-air personalities. Uh, what do you think the chances are that someone or more former NXT talent turns on their team and rejoins NXT <coughs> Survivor Series? I think very high. I think that's the only way the main roster will give NXT the win. Mm. That's how the first invasion worked. Yep, totally. The Alliance only won because Stone Cold turned on them. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think ch- ch- if NXT is going to win, that's the way they're going to win. But I just don't think he's going to win. Uh, Ryan Sanderson says, I just realized now that CM Punk has returned to WWE, although it may have been underwhelming. One good thing is that there's a chance he could be included in WWE 2K21. Probably end up being a pre-order bonus, but still. So my question is, outside of CM Punk, which former WWE star would you like to see in a future WWE 2K game who is typically not in the games? Mine would be Owen Hart. Who's the hardest person to animate? Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> I want to see all the glitches that that his various 
costume the great muta yeah. <laughs> with the green mist yeah. it'd be awful um how many more should we do because we do have to do super chats as well let's do uh let's do five more five more matt field says hello again guys now that wwe are launching products that seem to toe against the company line for example the after the bell podcast mm. and wwe backstage uh, and also now that they gave fox the blessing to have uh, cm punk on there who was promised to be brutally honest uh, <coughs> do you think that wwe are finally starting to pay attention to the concerns of the audience or are they just trying to create a fake perception yeah, I think fake perception. That this matter. isn't the first time this has happened. No, this happens every five years. WWE are like, huh, you know what? There's there's a big market for people talking about wrestling and talking about us. We should take that market, mm-hmm. which totally makes sense. And they do it, and they do it like pretty well. Talking Smack was the last version of this, and that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then they go like, uh, I don't know if I like this. And they start to over-editorialize and censor and limit what people can talk about. I mean, WWE backstage get, this already falls down as a concept because you can't talk about all these people asking for their release about the Saudi Arabia controversy. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's neutered from the offset. Yep, 100%. Stone Cold Podcast is another example yeah. of that. Yeah, that got so much, like it was, that was great and it got really bad after a few. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, it was cancelled completely, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it just got scrapped. And I think that's what's going to happen to WWE backstage. I think either Punk returns and like Vince just is like, come back to the company full time, or he gets annoyed. Yeah, and, and, he just, and he just like, just Punk just stops appearing, and then yeah. we find out that, oh, WWE have kiboshed it. Yeah. Uh, Safe Ashore says, uh, if you could take five members of the WWE roster, main, main and NXT, to take them to AEW, five AEW wrestlers to take to WWE, <coughs> and five indie wrestlers to be signed by AEW or WWE, who would you pick? That's a lot of people. Uh, so Should happy to find one each. Yeah, so happy to be a finally be a patron. Don't know what took me so oh, long. Thank you very much. Thank you, Safe. Um, okay, one from main uh, to take them to AEW, main roster or NXT to AEW. <sighs> oh God, Kevin Owens. Kushi- Kevin Owens. Kushida. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think he'd be amazing in AEW. Mm. I think he'd be class. I don't know why. He just really he's the first person that came to my head, so I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna stick with it. Conviction. Ke- Kevin Kushida. Kevin Owens is the closest anyone came to me to CM Punk fandom. When he was Kevin mm. Steen in Ring of Honor, totally. I just so I think he could excel in an environment like that. I think that Kushida's not gelling well in NXT. Mm. That's my that's my hot take. Um uh, an AEW guy to take to WWE. Wardlow. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's, I don't know, maybe Chris Jericho. I reckon he could do something in WWE. I mean, I don't think he's, he's done so enough. important. <laughs> <laughs> pick up on the sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, MJF. I MJF. Think MJF would be fantastic in WWE. Totally, yeah. Like the, pro- the, the guy's promos. And an indie wrestler to be signed by either AEW or WWE. God, who's left? Uh... Callum Newman. Callum Newman. Wrestle Talk Scholarship scholarship. winner. Yeah, totally. Uh, Dominic Stock says, I have to say I'm loving AEW, but I just don't understand the appeal of SCU. I find them boring and skip their matches. Is there something I'm missing? I am of the opinion that SCU are very good. Yeah. I don't think they're top, top, top caliber. Um, I know they've got a lot of fans that really like them, and I, I, like I said, I do thoroughly enjoy their matches. Um... But it's kind of what you said. There's something a little bit, I think, missing or not quite connecting for me anyways. That, that, that's my impression that I get when I watch them. But they're still fun to watch. I still like their matches. Some acts are just not main event. Yeah. And, and for me, I, I, you know, it's not a slight on anyone. Mm-hmm. Like Cesaro, I think, is not main event. He's a guy who can be at the, the top of the mid card and occasionally fight for the title on a B pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But, you know... He he doesn't have that rock charisma or that John Cena charisma to to break out, and I just think yeah, SCU don't have that either. I disagree about Cesaro. Okay, I think he's great. I think he's great too. Yeah, I think he's like great, great. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, I think he's like top tier. Um, anyway, we got one from Chris Thorne who says, uh, if you had to make a random tag team of single stars, who would you pick? I'd love for Orange Cassidy and Juice <laughs> Robinson to team up as Orange Juice. Uh, Juice trying really That's hard really in every good. match to keep the titles while Orange <laughs> hardly does anything. Could be a good dynamic story-wise. Drew and Finn Balor could be another great one. Byler smiling everybody down, except he's a heel now. Uh, as they beat the crap out of people would be amazing. Plus, just imagine that orgasmic Claymore oh. coup de gras combo to finish out matches. That'd be great. 
Can I can I have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? I mean, yeah. I feel like we ne- we've not had that tag team not run properly. No, a babyface tag team run of Zayn oh, and Owens. A babyface team would be so good. Yeah, that'd be so funny. Um, oh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. It's the best team <laughs> in WWE. <laughs> I actually can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, we'll do one last one here. Uh, Chris Smith said, Hi, guys. Controversial question for you. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jim Cornette's podcast host, Brian Lars, said the AEW shouldn't have a women's division. Uh, usually, I can't stand Brian Lars, but I thought he did have a good point that they didn't have enough star power or arguably talent yet. Uh, can't we think of that TNA didn't introduce a women's division until 2007. Ring of Honor didn't have one until 2018. And New Japan's parent company has only just bought stardom. I know Brandy and Kenny want to push uh, women's wrestling uh, on a par with the men, and that's great, but should they have waited until they have a deeper roster? They've got a they've got a pretty deep roster. Rio, Shida, uh oh God, who who was it who fought for the fought Emi for Sakura. The Emi Sakura, Jamie Hayter, B. Priestley. B. Priestley is fantastic. Britt Baker. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put her in my in my top. I wouldn't put her in my top bunch. Awesome Kong, right? There's six people right there. There's one yeah. title. Yeah. There's your division. Yeah. I still think they, they might need a few more people than that. Get it to a good 10 to 15 people, I'd say, for a good, solid, well-rounded division yeah, where yeah. you can have kind of mid-card, upper-card kind mm. of mm. dynamics. But, yeah, I, I agree. But but I think they should have a women's division. Totally. I think, I think it would be... It would be... It's it's weird now mm-hmm. for, for wrestling companies to not have both not have men and women wrestle. Absolutely. I think it's time for some Susu Super Let's Chats. Let's get them in. Do you want to start these ones? Sure so thing. all the mailbags. Uh, Marco Dominguez. Uh, we've already done that one. William yes, Toolman. Toolman. Somehow everyone forgot that it's okay to not like what someone else doesn't like. Shocking. <laughs> uh, Stone Sting. The current problem is we as fans are being pushed into blind loyalty by NXT, being put in direct competition with AEW. Vince needs to remember that he was making tons of money during the WCW war. I don't think anyone's pushing anyone into blind loyalty. No. That's that's on the viewers mm-hmm. and the fans for feeling that way. Exactly. I get that it, it does make it a binary choice. And on first broadcast, you can't watch two and let them unless you put them both side by side. You have to make a choice of I'm gonna watch NXT first or AEW. Yeah. But that isn't that isn't say so you then have to be blindly loyal to either. That choice could switch week to week depending on what's coming up on the show that you enjoy more. Totally. And that, that seems to be exactly what's happening. That There, that I, there is definitely 100,000 people, at least, who flick between NXT and AEW based on what's been advertised on the show. Mm-hmm. 100%. Chris Evo. Uh, hardcore fans watch Raw and SmackDown and split for NXT and AEW. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, not r- no no. Well, um, it's not, but th- the numbers would suggest that, but they're not. Yeah, it's very very correct. interesting. There's looking at the figures. NXT fans, NXT viewers, watch Raw and SmackDown, and they watch AEW. Is that right? No 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 no. no. So when AEW finishes, yeah, NXT will see an increase, which implies. When AEW, AEW fans will watch NXT. When a- NXT goes to ad break or something, AEW, they don't go and watch AEW. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting... I, there isn't as much of a crossover as you think between mm-hmm. NXT and AEW. Yes. The opposite of literally what I just said. Yes. <laughs> um, so you've got uh, a few here about WWE-related questions. We've got Will Hate saying, Ollie, what's AJ Styles' favorite community? The guy community. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dumb quote. Uh, Mundy said, uh, we need a King of the Hill match to determine who the top guy is for each brand. I think that would be the best way for new stars to show their skills. Called the championship belt? Yeah. Also, Royal Rumble exists, right? Yeah. That's a King of the Hill match. Sort of. It's one person left in the ring, yeah. elimination style. I, ju- I just think that the, I usually look at the champion to see yeah. who the top guy is on each brand. Yeah. Or Roman Reigns. 
We got a few that are NXT related now as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> EA says NXT, NXT, NXT. Sometimes AEW, NXT. Yeah, it's that's, totally. That's yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Christian Baltimore says, uh, "Do you think the plan was to have Jordan Miles in the War Games match?" No, I don't think so. No. It was barely featured on TV beforehand, so no. Yeah, he stopped being featured early September. Pretty much straight after his yeah. championship match with Cole. Don't think we saw him since then. Uh, Ray Slover said, uh, how did the NXT overrun bump the numbers for NXT? They didn't have an overrun this week, did they? I don't think so. They had an overrun on the first week. Yes. Uh, and the, and I think that was quite ill-advised mm. because they made they had to put a lot of ad breaks in at the end or whatever. Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, I don't, don't have one this week. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat. Oh, Jazzcat. Jazzcat. That's it. That's a crap gimmick right Real there for you. Pause. <laughs> Jazz pause. Uh, NXT is bad for wrestling. Uh, it's <sighs> WWE trying to own every facet of the business. It's to blame for promotions in the UK going under. So there is an art. Yes. And that's what I personally believe. NXT UK was specifically designed to undermine UK promotions Mm -hmm. and uh, slowly chip away at them. You can see that with progress. Jim Smallman stepped down over there. ICW's on the ropes. So it's, yeah, I, yeah. But as a kayfabe on-screen product, I, it's, it's amazing. I would also say, sorry. I was going to say, and those business practices are kind of more WWE- I know they're so linked. It's, it's difficult. You're, you're right, but I, I wouldn't say NXT is bad for wrestling. No, and I would also say that NXT in and of itself isn't bad. Having NXT UK and potentially we've heard rumors of NXT Japan and things like that, that would be what's bad for hmm. a, a, a local wrestling industry or uh, what I'm looking for. Territory is yeah. what I'm looking for. Triple um, H will say it's, it's a way to improve the scenes over there, make mm. them safer, but really... It's Starbucks. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, AEW related. Priyash Sharma says, do you think Mox will be the one to dethrone Jericho and then Omega will finally beat Mox to overcome his current low self-esteem? It's a great story. That's a great idea, yeah. It's a great story. Play that out over a year and a half. Mm, Totally. I I don't know whether it's going to be Mox wins the title, Kenny beats Mox, or it's going to be Kenny beats Mox to then beat Jericho. Because I think mm-hmm. both stories work yeah. to have Kenny overcome this, you know, mm. losing streak that he's on. I'm glad he can finally get away from that storyline. Yeah. Uh, and Matthew Shiel, do you think Helena Cell plays a part in people behind AEW? Now this is this is a really Oof. interesting point. That was the Sunday that the Wednesday Night Wars started, early October, first week of October, I think. Yeah. Um, <coughs> And I, I do believe, because The Fiend was the hottest thing in wrestling. Hotter than anything in AEW. Why do you have to remind me of this? I know. <laughs> if they just book that match right and have The Fiend win, yeah. I think a lot of people, I think WWE ratings would be higher. And yeah, maybe, I think AEW's numbers would be the same. Mm-hmm. But I think WWE's numbers would be higher. I think it might be a slightly less, what we were talking about earlier, might be slightly less vitriolic between NXT and WWE and AEW because I think a lot of people that's when a lot of people go right screw WWE Mm. I'm gonna go elsewhere so maybe if they'd done that match right people would still very much enjoy AEW but they wouldn't be so I don't know hateful I guess towards WWE potentially I don't know uh some general wrestle talk related ones just run in LA can you please review one episode pay-per-view of TNA in 2020 it depends if there's demand for it, really. Unfortunately, we said before, there's there's not much viewership. And, you know, we can't... The, the way YouTube works, if you just put out something that does hardly any views, it affects the overall channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do want to hear TNA stuff, we do... If you go over to Patreon, we, we reviewed Bound for Glory 2010 last month. 2020. 2020, which was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Hey, Pete, I named my Sobble Sobby Lashley. <laughs> Instead of crying, he attacks with his sweat. It's a Pokemon joke, folks. That's a great name. <laughs> that is a great name. Props to you, KML. Uh, Zach uh, Icon Linda, Wrestle Talk. Healing Discourse with the boys. <laughs> hey. Paddy you know let it. Andy out of his cage. Have you guys thought about every weekend getting together, discussing and voting on what brand won this week, NXT versus AEW? That would involve getting together every weekend, and I know yeah. you don't want to do that. Well, I just, you know. 
we do as much as we love wrestling mm. we do have we've got a, a fiance congratulations on that <laughs> uh we've we've got girlfriends families friends we can't work seven days a week yeah uh, Zach Icon Linda, we live in a society with the boys. <laughs> More boys, Jack. Katie Sale, why is Pete wearing an Elite Four jumper? Hey, it's Pokemon. <laughs> I love it. Timmy, too dope. Wrestle Talk is awesome. Cultaholic, brackets, mod edit is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Great mod editing. Yeah. That's that's another example. That's, that's, I, I know that was a joke. I'm not saying you're yes. doing this. Um, but yeah. Like the the sort of blind loyalty to wrestle talk is actually okay. I would encourage more of that. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that all, wrestling with a regret, coldaholic, what culture? They're all fantastic channels. They are. Yeah. Uh, Zach Icon Linda again. Thank you so much. Mm. Death Wish match, a match with items off of Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe That's a Randy Orton funny. thumbnail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie Sale again, a no ring rope match. What would the high flyers do? <laughs> Improvise. <laughs> That's always the, one of the arguments that veteran wrestlers go for, or mm. map-based wrestlers. What are they going to do when the, the ropes break? I was like, how often <laughs> does that happen? Also, you know what they do? Their best. Okay, yeah. leave them alone. Yeah, it was like uh, the 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 what culture pro wrestling match when the ropes did break for Will Osprey, mm. and was Ricochet on that show as well? And Possibly. they just had an amazing match. Yeah, because they don't they're, need they're it. great wrestlers. Yeah, they don't need it. Uh, we got one uh, super chat, but with no comment from Erica Duran, Luke Owens, real number one fan. And then we got one uh, final one from uh, Zach Icon Littner, which is CG dub related. He said, Luke Chador sounds like a CMLL wrestler. Uh-huh. Ooh, sick burns. So, uh, but that's it for the super chat. That's all we've got. Thank you, everyone, so much for, for joining in with us today. Now, me and Pete are going to be back. Very, very shortly. About five oh, minutes. Oh, we've just had one more. Pavi let Andy Ooh. out of his cage. Who cares about finances and wives? I thought it was all quality time with the boys. Hey. Also, what's next for John Moxley? I love you guys. We love you too, Pavi. Love you too. John Moxley, I don't know. He's really probably going to have some really good matches. I could. So now you've probably. said, now someone else said it. I think Mox Jericho is now what I want to That's see. a good, it's a good shout. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.